Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavan, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for May 28th, 2020. Today's topic is edge collocation thoughts. I'm going to have some thoughts on edge collocation because it's Thursdays on the edge. So every Thursday, this is a different series. I've got my Terraform Tuesday, and now on Thursdays, I'm doing Thursdays on the edge. I'm doing a lot of analyst work around the edge, and I just thought I would share some of my thoughts as I take briefings from vendors and do more research within the industry. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Before I do that, a couple housekeeping items. This is episode 42 of the Daily Check-In, and I just wanted to call that out because if you're a Hitchhiker's Guide fan, then you know what 42 is all about. I'm actually 42 years old right now, too. So it's like double 42s. That's exciting. That's 84, which doesn't mean anything. But double 42s, I'll take that. That's exciting. Uh, the other thing is, final reminder, tomorrow is Ask Me Anything Friday. I do this on the last Friday of every month, and tomorrow is that last Friday. I've already got, I think, you know, three or four solid questions in there. But if you have some burning question that you need answered, hit me up. Let me know. Twitter, LinkedIn. Comments in here, whatever makes sense for you. Let me know what you want to know more about anything. Ask me anything. Now, before we get into today's topic, just a quick check in with you. How you doing? Kind of a bummer yesterday when the uh, the Dragon launch got scrubbed. I was a little disappointed. I don't know if you were watching the countdown and they were kind of like, well, the weather's not looking great. And I'm like, it's not going to happen. I just knew it. I knew it. And it didn't. It didn't happen. So that was a bit of a letdown. I was kind of like excited that, you know, at least some people get to escape the weirdness that is on Earth right now. But now they're stuck for another few days before they try that launch again. But, you know, I'm excited for the launch. So I will be watching again. I think it's Saturday or Sunday. They're going to try again. I'll be watching and I hope you will, too. Moving into the weird and wonderful world of the edge. What I wanted to talk about today is edge co-location and what's going on at the infrastructure edge. So if you go back and watch my first video of Thursdays on the edge, I did a primer of what edge means, what the different components are. And one of the things that I talked about was this idea of the infrastructure edge. So you have the device edge where your actual devices are that are collecting telemetry or you're interacting with, it could be your phone, it could be sensors on something. And then you might have some sort of gateway that's serving, that's local to those devices and is sucking up the information, maybe doing some massaging on the data, and then it has to send it somewhere. And oftentimes that somewhere will be another intermediary step at the infrastructure edge. The infrastructure edge locations still have constrained power, cooling, and store and uh, physical space. Unlike a traditional data center, not that data centers have unlimited resources, but when you compare it to what's available at an edge co-location facility, what, what we're defining is that infrastructure edge physical facility, that's a lot more limited in what it can deliver. Now, fortunately, from a power standpoint, because there's a lot of custom chips coming out and also because chips are becoming more efficient, as a chip gets smaller, it requires less power, and as the chipsets become more specialized, you don't have to use a general purpose CPU to do things like machine learning or uh, vision AI. 
because of those reasons, the actual power requirements of those devices is going down, which is you know good news for everyone. Now you're still gonna have these traditional 19 inch racks in an infrastructure edge location. Now, who's gonna be consuming this location? Who is this targeted at? Because you as a general consumer don't care about this. And there's no reason you would. You're not gonna be buying a couple servers off of ServerMonkey, uh, plug on ServerMonkey, not that they're paying me, but I just, I, I like ServerMonkey a lot. You're not gonna be buying a couple, you know, 19 inch 2U servers off of ServerMonkey and then, you know, signing on for a two year contract with one of these edge co-location providers to put your servers in two sites in a metro. Because why would you? What's your use case? You're just, a, you're, you know, Joe average individual. Who is this targeted for? Who's gonna be making use of these sites? There are a number of different potential consumers. I think one that stands out immediately is telecom. As we make the move to 5G, there's an opportunity to do network function virtualization a little bit further from the antennas and the base stations. Still has to be in pretty close proximity. Someone I was talking to said it has to be something on the order of like 100 or 200 microseconds round trip time. So you still have to be very close, low latency, but it does give you the opportunity to back off from those base stations and do some of the processing at one of these infrastructure edge locations. Telecoms know that, and they know that being able to buy bigger, beefier servers that exist in one location versus a bunch of smaller servers is gonna save them on money and also improve the processing. So one of the first consumers of this change is going to be telecoms. They are gonna be all over this thing. Now, how interested they are in actually running what's going on in that edge co-location facility is another point that's kind of up for debate. You could imagine a situation where the telecoms, the cellular companies are responsible for setting up the antennas and that base station and sending their traffic somewhere where it can be processed, but then they can outsource the network function virtualization to someone else. That's an interesting model and it, it becomes available because of 5G and the way that it functions, and also these this build out of edge microsites, you could call them. So that is one potential use case. Another one is bare metal compute offerings at the edge. So think of a provider like Packet, which was recently purchased by Equinix. They're a good example of someone who would do this. You might want to consume compute at the edge, but you may not want to pay upfront for the bare metal <laughs> that needs to run there. What if you could rent that bare metal? What if you could rent it by the hour or by the day? You can do that through a company like Packet, and I'm sure there's others out there. So that's a physical layer, you can do that. There's also going to be virtualized players that give you VMs or containers or some sort of Kubernetes-like experience at the edge, and they are also going to be investing in this. And you might have some sort of pyramid scheme. Oh, I won't want to call it a pyramid scheme, but you might have something where you've got the bare metal provider like Packet, which is being consumed by a SaaS layer that wants to provide you with virtual machines. And then you're actually consuming above that layer, those virtual machines to run whatever it is your company does at the edge. So you actually have multiple participants all working in partnership to deliver this experience to you. 
So that's another potential customer of this. Who else? Large enterprises. If you're a large enterprise that sees a lot of benefit in doing these edge deployments because it's core to how you make money, then you will invest that time and deploy those machines. But it needs to be something that is relatively predictable. And it also has to be something that you're convinced is worth investing over a few years because the agreements with most of these co-location facilities, you don't just get the rack for a day or a month. You're probably doing it for a minimum of a few years. So bearing that in mind, you have to buy the equipment, which is going to depreciate. And that's like a three to five year cycle. And you have to lease the space basically, or at least sign an agreement. You're going to use that space over the course of two to three years. Making that investment is not something that your average organization is going to do. It's going to be these large enterprises that have very specific use cases. You know who's a large enterprise that has specific use cases around the edge? Public cloud companies. So that's right. Your Microsoft Azures of the world, your AWS, your GCP. I mean, you already saw AWS rolling out the local zones. That's going to only increase. And Microsoft also has something similar that they're partnering, I think, with Verizon to do some of it. But they're doing something similar. They're basically taking an extension of their cloud and deploying it in these edge co-location environments so you can rent it by the hour and they can charge you an arm and a leg. Who else wants to use this? Well, maybe SaaS companies, as I described before. Again, they might not be renting the bare metal or the physical space. They might be the layer above it where they're renting that bare metal from someone else, like a packet or another company that does something similar. And then finally, you have your traditional CDNs like a like a Cloudflare that they might actually put their own bare metal and run their gear out of this physical location. So it really depends on the business model and what makes sense for the business own. So if this is interesting to you, if you want to know more about what's going on, I'll just do a little plug here. Like I said, I've been doing a bunch of analyst work around this and I've been doing it for GigaOM and I've actually got two published reports on there around the infrastructure edge. One is more of a conceptual document. We call it the key criteria for, you know, looking at what go, what goes into the infrastructure edge. So that outlines what's the use cases and how do you judge the different solutions out there? And then the second one is a radar report that looks at existing vendors and kind of figures out where they fall in the landscape of offerings. I currently am working on another one, which should be published very soon, which is supposed which is focused specifically on edge co-location and not the larger infrastructure edge question, which has three tiers to it. So if that is of interest to you, go to gigaohm.com. You can do a little bit of reading on there and you can purchase the report or sign up for a subscription, whatever makes sense for you. With that, uh, tomorrow's Ask Me Anything. So I'm looking forward to that. That should be a really interesting conversation. I hope you'll drop in and check it out. Until tomorrow, stay healthy and stay safe, everybody. Bye now.